what's going on guys thanks for coming back to the channel uh time for the next entry entry 35 in the diary of a cinephile i'm gonna talk about the show that's kind of taking over amazon prime right now them uh we just finished it me and my wife uh over the weekend um it's been out uh, for a while now i want to say maybe a month or so a couple of weeks and we've heard some good things. We've just we've been back and forth between a bunch of different shows. You know our our normal you know everyday kind of you know throw around shows that we play in the background, shows that we're trying to invest in, uh, whether they're new or old and have plenty of seasons. And I'm trying to wait to get to the end till I can talk about them. And this is only uh, the first season of this show, and the premise of it is very unique to an extent where. It's not what you think going into it. And what I like is that it's being promoted as an anthology series. So this is kind of what Amazon is doing to, say, compete with American Horror Story. At least that's what I get. And I feel like whatever new season that's going to come up, it's not going to deal with this family that this season's about. It's probably going to deal with a completely different story. Which, if they do follow that route, I personally love that idea. It took me a couple of years to get into American Horror Story, and I think it was around the age of um, Coven when I finally decided, you know, American Horror Story is a show worthwhile, and then I started watching um, the other seasons, and I think it was up to season five by that point, and Coven at that point was also my wife's favorite, and she was just re-watching it, and I started watching it with her, and I was like, how many seasons of this and this? She said five, and I'm like, which one is this? Three. I'm like, this is not what I remember, and then she was explaining it to me. And American Horror Story is very unique in that sense. So I think that's what Amazon's going for with this, with this show. And if that's the case, whoever the team is behind it or whoever greenlights it, by all means, keep giving them the reins of making this show. I believe it's done... Uh, what's, the, what's the creator's name again? It's a very unique name. Uh, Little Marvin. I had to think about it for a second. Little Marvin, uh, this is, I think, his first kind of hit. I think he's done one or two other things before. But this is... This show is a trip, dude. This is like one turn after another that it's just... Things are unexpected. Things come out of nowhere and shock the daylights out of you. It's just... It, it, it's hard to express how how crazy it can get at times and how many th I don't think within so we binge it over like th three days you know of course you can probably binge it in one sitting if you wanted to waste an entire Sunday on it or if you wanted to waste um or if you wanted to just stay in all day on a Saturday you can definitely get it done in one day it's not that long the episodes are not that long and that's something else I'm gonna kind of get into for a second but I just want to stick on this point where I'm talking about how I don't think I've held my mouth, like, at, in shock. Like, when something happens and you go, oh, I don't think I've ever done that as many times in probably the last decade when watching movies or TV shows that I did when watching this show. Every single episode is a just is a just gasp of sh of shock and awe and it's just done very very well the cinematography is outstanding the directing is outstanding 
Uh, all the actors and actresses in it, they're great. The lead, um, Deborah, oh, I'm going to butcher her last name, I'm so sorry. Deborah Iorindi. Uh, she's done a couple of things before, but this is like a real like breakout role for her, I would say. There's also uh, Allison Pill, who plays the racist white neighbor. Uh, I've loved her for a long time. I loved her in Newsroom. I loved her in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. I think she's a great actress. I'm glad she's in it. I think she does bring a dynamic to the show as well. And, like I said, she plays racist white neighbor. So, when you go into this, you think it's going to be something along the lines of, say, um, Us, since it's called Them. You think it's going to be something like Us, or something like uh, maybe Antebellum, or maybe Get Out, where the underlining thing is, say, you know, the, the bringing forth the idea of... Um, the racism in this country. It takes place in the 50s, speaking of which. And it's really it's really just a foreground storyteller. And here's the thing. That story probably could have used that. But then again, if you really took out... Because again, you got, these episodes are short. They're maybe 40 to 45 minutes apiece. There's one that's only 30 minutes. So if you... Bunched that all together, took out some of the unnecessary things, like a lot of the backstory with the with, with this neighbor, Allison Pill, this lady. A lot of her backstory may be unnecessary. Um, a lot of the other things, like there's a whole episode dedicated to the background. Oh, because okay, so I don't want to explain too much or give too much away. I'm gonna stop myself now because I was about to kind of give a little too much away. But again, this it's still a good show, and I do see that. Everything that's been put into it is put in for a reason. Nothing really feels like a filler episode. Although there is content that I, again, will say, if you took it out, this probably would have been just as good of a movie. But if they're trying to do an anthology series, I can say this does make sense. And the, the story points and the plot devices that they put in there aren't too unnecessary like it makes sense to the overall arc if you took them out you'd have to change a couple of other things because it wouldn't make sense otherwise but when you have these story positions in there it all does make sense um i'm trying to do whatever i can without spoiling too much because it's just it's it's a wild ride and it's not just about the idea of black a black family moving into a racist white community in the 1950s that's actually very minor in the story it plays a role in certain things but what it really is about it's about how this family is like breaking down after a tragic accident happened to them and it just so happens that the house they live in is haunted <laughs> so and the haunted house is like going after them and breaking them down even more because it's giving them like these illusions and making them believe certain things and kind of like fucking with their minds and every single one of them that's the greatest part about it is that it's not one of these and I thought it was gonna be and I looked when we first started I looked at my wife and I said you know what I'm really over this horror theme this horror movie and horror tv show trope where there's a couple one is experiencing the haunting and the other one doesn't believe them. After like the first episode, you kind of get out of that mindset because you, you're believing that it's just happening to say the kid or it's just happening to the wife. But it's actually happening to all of them. The fucked up thing is none of them are talking about it. 
None of them are bringing it to anybody else's attention. They're all just kind of dealing with it. And they don't realize that if they just came out and was like, oh, you know what? This is happening to me. And then they get to know, oh, you know what? I'm experiencing something the same way. Maybe we should talk about this and figure out what's going on. Nobody does that. And I think that's even more unique to an extent that it doesn't follow that same trope. It just makes you believe that that trope is there. But really what it is is just the concept of humanism. How when we have things that we're dealing with that we think are... The, like, the only one that's opening about it, of course, is the little girl. So when you have that that young mentality that I feel like I should say this, I do see the person standing in the corner. Mommy, why don't you see the person standing in the corner? For some reason, as we get older, we feel like we shouldn't be talking like that. We shouldn't be bringing those things to anybody's attention. So we close these things we're experiencing off. And because of that, you get a lot of the plot points of what happens to this family individually. And each one is different. Each person goes through something completely different. And it's really bizarre. It's really out of this world. And it's very, very well written. I do appreciate this show for what it offers in the extent that it's a combination of two different things and i've said this in uh videos on my youtube channel uh, if you haven't seen that go check that out it's called uh, if flicks could talk flicks is spelled f-l-i-x if flicks could talk i've mentioned it on there i've probably mentioned it in some of the entries here you might hear me talk about it a lot but what i what i really like when certain stories and certain concepts come to light that are just very much out of the ordinary because it puts two things together that we haven't seen done before and of course we've seen the haunted house of course we've seen you know racism in the 50s but this puts those two things together so it's like not only is this family dealing with the haunted house dealing with the trauma that brings them to this area but they're also dealing with a bunch of racist white people in the neighborhood so it's just they're getting attacked from all angles and it just kind of shows how they deal with it how they cope with it their strength through it, and it takes you on this journey of, you know, not just discovery of a lot of the thing, how things were for black people in the 50s, but also what it would be like when that's not the only thing they have to worry about. Like, they're not just worrying about racist white people that want them out of the neighborhood. They also have, like, like a demon coming after them, and then they have to deal with, you know, the guy's job, where he's the only black person, and the girl's school, and she's the only black student, and it's all these other things that are mangled together, and it's just, it's a very, very well-done story, and I just, I really appreciate when they put things together that have never been put together before, or at least in, in this light, in this, in this, um, uh... I guess, a sphere of storytelling being this anthology-based uh, television show. And something else I just saw as I'm looking at kind of the uh, material that I have to talk about this, this season, for them, it's just being promoted as them, but the actual name is uh, Them Covenant. So that, to me, immediately strikes that they're going down the same path as American Horror Story. But I think the thing was that when American Horror Story first came about, the first season was called American Horror Story, then you had the second season, American Horror Story Asylum, then they gave the first season another nickname, I think they called it Murder House. 
Uh, but before that, it was just American Horror Story. This one, they're saying, bam, right off the bat, this is them covenant. So whatever the next thing is going to be, it's going to be a completely different story, probably doing the same kind of thing that the uh, American Horror Story does, where they use the same actors and just have them in different roles. And the storyline is probably going to be, you know, again, a mixture of this this idea, these two or three things that we've never seen put together. And I think that's fantastic. I think this is a, a triumph for uh, um, Amazon Originals. I do feel that this will go for just as long, if not maybe uh, longer, than anything that they have on there right now. Like, they have a ton of shows right now. I don't know what the longest running right now is, but I remember looking into Amazon Original Shows, and a lot of them you haven't heard about in a while. Like, I remember seeing Hunters. I don't know if you guys remember Hunters, but it was this show about um, Jews in the 70s hunting down Nazis in New York. And when you go and look up Amazon Originals, that show's nowhere to be found. And that was one of their big shows at the time. They were really promoting the heck out of that. I remember another big one when they were really, it was the like the birth of kind of Amazon Originals, Sneaky Pete. I haven't heard anything about that show in a couple of years. The only show they have that's been going for a while is The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and that's a fantastic show, and I think that's going into its third or fourth season, but I think that's about it. I don't think they have anything that's past the second season. I mean, not saying that there are things still filming right now, like they have The Boys Season 3 that's in the middle of filming. Uh, The Expanse, I heard, was really good, but I don't believe The Expanse actually started on Amazon. Amazon just kind of brought those rights over. But this is a really good front-runner for an Amazon original that is in competition with something else that's outside of it, but could really go toe-to-toe with it. Like, once this gets up there in seasons and you start seeing more of how well they could probably do this show and what I'm expecting out of this show, being in that it's anthology-based like this, I'm, I'm expecting some really good things out of this. And I definitely think you should go and check it out if you haven't already. Uh, that That's my recommendation. And I'm looking forward to what else they have to offer with this because it's really, really good.